Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Bubblehawk. G'day, guys. Bubblehawk here from the land down under. Hope we're all doing well. We have Temple Grower. Hey, guys. TG up in Treaty 6 territory. Kind of chilly out, but uh, I'm pretty toasted, so it's all good. Nice. How you doing, Marge? You good? I'm doing great. I am. Marge from Canada. <laughs> also, also chilly. It's also chilly here. But... <laughs> it's so cold. And then we have Monkey, too. Monkey yes. do. Yeah. Not in the cold areas down here. I'm closer to what Bubblehawk is experiencing in temperature-wise. But yes, down here in the southeast U.S. Yes, man. Good to see everybody. Good to see everybody out there in the chat. Thanks for joining us. But yeah, time for a session and to talk about some cannabis news and some grow guides. Of course, we have uh, lots of different news stories to cover this week. Some good ones as well. I've got a really interesting one out here from the UK, which we'll talk about. And uh, of course, for the Grow Guides this evening, we're going to be talking about, well, we are going to be asking TG loads of questions about how to build your own super soil. That's going to be very cool. Mm. Yes. You think, you think so? We think so. We think so. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It is cool. But, you know. What are you smoking on this week, TG? What you got? What's in your collection, man? Um, I'm hitting this fuel dog uh, from Seedsman. It's uh, I grew three of them because Seedsman was generous enough to give me. They're like, "Hey, pick some seeds from our shit, and we'll send them to you." And I was like, "Fuck, that's weird, but okay." Nice. Are you gonna be in the grow off? You have, you might not have seen uh, it yet. Not that no. Uh, this was a long, well, maybe last year sometime. And we got a new grow off coming over on Percy's in the next couple of weeks. It'll be starting. Yeah. The, uh, the Cali Cowboy grow off. Come and check that out, man. See if you want to get involved with that. Yeah. Um, probably can. I am fucking pretty capacity at this point. <laughs> well, it's um, not like you to not want to fire up another tent, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah. you've only got about five on right now, ain't you? So, yeah. Six, but they're <laughs> all going, you know. I got some shit on the go. So cool cool no room but yeah um i was just yeah again this is what this shit does it's tangentially fucking oriented it's a, just a mishmash of og kush and it's fucking awesome it's like the potency i, I don't feel like this very often with shit I, i'm i'm keeping this on like big time so uh nice. yeah i'm a little yeah it's fucking good basically <laughs> what's marge got Have you, you on them oh. cannabis drinks marge Mm, well, you I drinking? Have a lot of cannabis <laughs> drinks, but no, not today. I am actually enjoying some of TG's very own Forbidden Dream again. Oh, nice! And so delicious. I've been smoking that all week. Mm, you mentioned that last week as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you be... like it? Like, yeah, you I do. do. I find it, it very like, like okay. uh, uplifting. Like, it doesn't make me sleepy or anything. Yeah, it's it's fucking like grapefruit mixed with like grapefruit essence and then combined with super grapefruit it's it's a tangy descendant like i said and a lot of people myself included like i'm not a big fan of the like anything about it but the high is very nice and the after yeah. just the after effects are great but it's it's a yeah. very like i hate it or i love it kind of thing i find oh really yeah. i really i love it <laughs> so that's good that's yeah. good yeah because nice. you sent me a lot <laughs> nice 
<laughs> you watch Bubble Hop squishing this week into rosin so he can pour it down his neck. What you got there, Bubble? <laughs> Fresh pressed wedding cake and some skunks. So I mixed up a 50-50 mix of nuggets between this um, Clark Kent's armpit and the wedding cake and um, squished it all together. And I'm quite pleased with myself because it's actually a really nice mix. Nice. It's got really nice, really, really nice um, terpene profile, but uh, also smacks you up the side of the head like uh, Little League baseball bats. So it's quite nice. nice. Yes, there's a wake you up, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely wakes you up. Nice. What time is it in where you are right now? Currently seven past eight in the a.m. Oh, so it's not that bad. Not that bad. No, no. Another, another like three or four weeks or something like that. And then we go back another hour whenever you, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, there's like a, a crossover week where it's only an hour. Mm-hmm. Like we get another hour back. So it'll be 7am and then like a week or two later, it then goes to 6am for, as we go into winter. I think it's like the summer. end of March or something. Yeah. March, I think, yeah. I think that's what I saw the other day when I was going through it. Um, but yeah, so at, at the moment it's still 8am, but it will go back to 6am, which yeah. is actually better for me anyway. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. Good for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey, what are you saying? Oh, um, well, we were doing some cleaning up and the missus handed me a jar to put away and it just happened. It was a jar of Bruce Banner that I hadn't seen in forever. Nice. So smoking some, some Bruce, some found Bruce Banner today. Well cured. Yeah, I really don't know when it was grown, but it's it's pretty tasty and definitely got a kick to it right now. So Mrs. Monk is just like, oh, I found this jar. She's like, you need to move these. I said, whoa, there's more. <laughs> I didn't think I needed to move that. Somebody needs to get a rosin press. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, yeah, man, cool. So everybody's having a good time. Everybody's getting good and high. I hope everybody's smoking on something nice out there in the chat as well. And make sure you're smoking up some fine-ass weed, getting your pre-rolls ready for the show, building your bowls, and consuming your cannabis in whichever way you prefer to do it, whether that be smoking, drinking, or eating. You know, completely up to you. Just consume something. Uh, yeah, Art Man says that he loves found weed. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> it seems these days I'm finding more and more of it all the time, so maybe I need to control my jars a little bit. <laughs> they just keep getting out. That's yeah, they right. just keep running away from me and hiding. Mm-hmm. I'll just try this one. And then you just forget that the jar even got out the cupboard Pretty in the first like, place. Oh, well, where'd that one go? Oh, no problem. I'll just get another one. Mm-hmm. So what are we saying? Have we got anything else to add here before we move on to the cannabis news and events? I think that's it. We're all good. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Everything else to add, we're just doing the cannabis news and events, isn't it? So random shit. Oh, I found another random video you should all check out. You know how I like to find these random as fuck videos across the internet and let you know all about them. Today, I found the Norwegian version of YMCA. (laughs) And it's like in the 80s and shit. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. So make sure you go and check that out, everybody. That the. If you want to, I'm not forcing All any right, of everybody you pause the show right now. Let's everybody pause the show. Check it out right now. <laughs> N-M-K. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't do the YMCA above their head because it's different fucking words in Norwegian. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. Damn. Yeah, good times. Well, good times. I told you your favorite song came out in Community too, didn't I? I oh, yeah, you said. Yeah, Jesus, he's my friend. 
I have yeah. a friend in Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Come on, everybody. Oh, it had me. You know, yeah, it had, had me in stitches. <laughs> Fucking epic. We should make a thread of these, like Mackie's random finds. You know, get <laughs> get that Arnie deep fakes up there. Shit, I sent Monkey oh. an Arnie deep fake the other day where he was doing uh, Woody Wonka. Little, oh, it was Woody Wonka. Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's talking the about the Oompa Loompas. You know, when you deep fake Arnie's, Arnie's face into uh, Willy Wonka's costume, I'm like, what the hell is that? It doesn't even make sense when you look at the picture. Uh, Twisty's gone to see it. He's off to see it. <laughs> I mean, the Gene Wilder is easy. You see it go, oh, Willy Wonka, no problem. You put Arnie's face in that costume, you're going like, what the heck? <laughs> Epic, man. Epic. Yes, so I think I'll start, Fred. Remind me, because I'll forget. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, should we do this cannabis news and events thing? Make sure you hit that like button, everybody, and subscribe if you haven't done that yet. That'd be sweet. But let's do the news. Let's do it. So who wants to go first? Does anybody want to go first with this? Anybody eager to get their news article up and running? Sure, I'll run up ahead because mine really doesn't tie into anything. We have a volunteer. Volunteer, (laughs) yes. Cut up, take the Band-Aid, rip it off fast, it's done. Okay, this just comes to many different sources, but from Forbes, new guideline advised disclosing cannabis use before surgery. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this before and uh, talking to Dr. Greenspoon and Dr. Goldstein about these things, they both agree with this situation here though. But in the United States now, all patients undergoing procedures that require anesthesia are advised to disclose their cannabis use before surgery according to new guidelines by the American Society of Regional Anesthesia and Pain Management. Uh, The guidelines, which were first related to the use of cannabis prior to surgery, also note that regular use of cannabis may worsen pain and nausea after surgery, increasing the need for powerful but addictive opioid painkillers. So that's kind of, it's, I'm I'm not surprised by this information really, but at the Mm. same time, it kind of does make me think twice about this. Does this mean because I use cannabis for pain that if I go and have a surgical procedure, am I going to actually need stronger opioids after surgery? I don't really know, but that's what the article seems to be alluding to right now. So before surgery, anesthesiologists should ask patients if they use cannabis, whether medicinally or recreational, and be prepared to possibly change the anesthesia plan or delay the procedure in certain situations. Now, the delay they're talking about is, uh, it comes down later in the article, and I'll go ahead and drop that bomb right now. They're talking about if you show up to have surgery and they find out that you're high, that they shouldn't operate you on you. So wow. that kind of makes sense in a, in a way, because I know in the United States, they require you to sign a consent form before surgery, and you're supposed to be, you know, but right are they going to do the same thing with other medications, or is it just cannabis they're fucking telling you not to do here? Like well, if right you show now, up and you've taken a shitload of Vicodin or something, would they be like, oh, that's cool. We'll still do surgery on you. Well, I, I can, suspect if I you're can high on, yeah. if you're high I, on that shit, that they'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah, we got to go in for pre-surgery down here, Mackie. They pretty much tell you which drugs you cannot have before mm-hmm. surgery. They'll ask you, what do you yeah. normally take? And they say, okay, you can't have any of this. And, you know, and, and that's fine, you know, just expect equal treatment for our Mary Jane. That's all. It is. I mean, it sounds like the article is actually pinning down uh, cannabis, but I don't really think that the article is is so much blaming cannabis for being bad as just saying that, hey, we need to start treating it like everybody, every other medicine Mm -hmm. we're using here. Mm -hmm. 
say uh, medicine president uh, who is his name Sam Samer Rose, and I know I butchered that uh, <laughs> a, ASRA pain management pres president said in a statement from the organization of anesthesiologists and pain management professionals they also need to counsel patients about the possible risks and effects of cannabis. Uh, for example, even though some people use cannabis therapeutically to relieve pain, studies now show that regular users may have more pain and nausea after surgery, not less, and may need more medications, including opioids, to manage discomfort. So, you know, they're basically saying here that just because you use cannabis to, to relieve your pain doesn't mean that you're not going to feel, feel really horrible after surgery. And that kind of makes sense, mm -hmm. you know? And I know in the United States, uh, we have a patient doctor confidentiality policy here that what I discuss with my doctor about my health and my medical practices is my own business and his, and he has to keep it between the two of us. And that's just the way it is. So mm -hmm. you can in the United States, and I don't want to encourage just everybody because I don't know your laws in other countries, but here it's not legal for a doctor to say, Hey, he's using cannabis. You need to arrest him. No, that's, that's my business between me and my doctor and it's my health. And that doesn't go anywhere. If it does, there's, a, there's an issue. So in the United States, don't be afraid to talk to your doctors is what I'm trying to say right here. Mm -hmm. uh, part of that Hippocratic oath or something, isn't it? It, it is. Do no mm -hmm. harm. But also here, it, it's part of that. There's a law called HIPAA uh, that makes my medical privacy a federal requirement by law. It's, it's actually they passed a law that uh, revealing any, any bit of my medical history. I, I can sue you and you're in big trouble and doctors can lose their license for that. So you, you are protected. And that's a good thing because, mm -hmm. you know, especially in areas where medical cannabis is not yet legal. And we still, we know that those areas have people who do use cannabis, even though it's not quote unquote legal, but it helps them. But they still need to talk to their doctors and explain that they're using this because cannabis can affect many things. And especially if you're going into surgery, it's going to affect the way your anesthesia works on you. The article goes down uh, further down and, and says that, uh, anesthesiologists need to know if you're using if a heavy cannabis user because it may require more anesthesia to keep you unconscious for the entire procedure. So mm -hmm. I definitely mm -hmm. would not want, be wanting to wake up in the middle of, of a surgical procedure. So and, and uh, not even that, not even like wake up, but sometimes people, uh, there's a specific name for it as well because it happens more often than you think. Don't want to freak anybody out. Well, well, people can seem like they're asleep, but they're actually awake and they can feel mm -hmm. like they're playing with the organs and shit. That, that oh, doesn't sound cool, man. Listen to your anesthesiologist, motherfuckers. It's mm -hmm. an important thing. You know, if he says don't smoke any weed, don't smoke any weed. You don't be fucking going for none of that shit. That's a bad trip. That is damn. Right. Yeah, the, guide, <laughs> the guideline recommends that anesthesiologists ask patients, patients about their cannabis use, frequency of use, how much they use, which type of cannabis they use, and when they last use the medicine. The recommendations also suggest that the healthcare providers postpone elective surgery if a patient arrives for the procedure under the influence of cannabis. So, wow, you know, I, I can't say anything bad about this. I know if I walked into the hospital drunk, they wouldn't operate on me, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. that's very so, true. One of these things is pretty normal, but it's a good article. I saw it and, and I definitely said that uh, this is something that we need to, to reiterate here, that medicine, this cannabis is medicine. It's not something you need to hide from your doctor at this point. The new guidelines also suggest that frequent heavy, heavy cannabis users be counseled on the potential negative effects, such as controlling pain after surgery. Pregnant patients should also be informed about the potential effects of maternal cannabis on the, on the, on the fetus and newborns. Uh, 
They noted that patients who regularly use cannabis might need more anesthesia to fall asleep to keep them from waking up. Heavy cannabis users could experience more agitation during surgery. Definitely don't want that, you know, mm-hmm. lynching. Oh, Lord. Potentially Ooh. leading to the need for more <laughs> monitoring during recovery and, and delayed discharge from hospitals. A discussion before surgery can help the anesthesiologist provide the adequate, appropriate level of pain control while helping the patient understand the risks. So this is all, all new here in the U.S. That you know they're finally starting to move cannabis into mainstream medicine. I would say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, this is a promising thing. But you know, all of our listeners, if you're a medical cannabis patient, please talk to your doctors. They need to know. Yeah, yeah. For many reasons, not just the anesthesiologist thing, but you know the CBD with the medications that work with the liver and shit like that. We spoke about it before. You know, yeah, it's not harmless. You know, there can be side effects if you're not careful. So it is careful. a medicine. We know this and mm-hmm. it does, you know, you can call it a drug if you want. Go ahead. It's fine. But we know that it does do certain things. We just don't know everything it does. And because of the federal guidelines that we have here for so long, not being able to test things, we really don't know everything about interactions mm-hmm. right yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very by true, all man. means, be open, be honest, and, and listen to what your doctor tells you about this stuff. If you're going into surgery, you've got uh, high blood pressure problems or diabetes. If you have regular medications, your doctor needs to know your health practices. Mm-hmm. So, put, It's a good point there as well, which you make it, but the tests haven't been done because it's been illegal for them to do so. And it still right. is federally illegal, right? Can, they, they, can they recently, do the tests? They've recently rewritten some federal laws that allow them to do more of testing in, uh, at the federal level now. It's not completely removed. Uh, all the way but yes there are able to do more tests now but you can imagine it's going to take a really long time before people mm-hmm. want to jump into this i mean we've talked to other doctors uh and they say they've told us over and over again that when you're when you do cannabis right now that some doctors look down on you like are you really you're touching that so it's going to be a while before i feel like at least cannabis becomes normal in medicine yeah and until then we just got to do what we got to do but Indeed. you know I use it on a daily basis to control pain. It works really well for me, but I'm just going to have to fit that into the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So guys, talk to your doctors. Indeed. Don't be shy. Nope. So I have a... Imagine? Sorry, Bubble, you got something to say there? I was going to say, can you imagine going into your meeting with your anesthetologist or whatever it is and having to outline every strain and every type of cannabis you smoke? <laughs> when I smoked this like, 23% one this morning. Yeah, just come in with like a three-ring binder, just sheets of paper. Bubble walks in with these vials of rosin. He said, well, I had this one this morning. I had that one last night. And that one was 20 minutes ago. (laughs) I'm about to do for this one here, so no. I don't really think that they want to get that in in depth on it, but I guess, you know, if they really wanted that information, I could give it to them. But do you really think that everything that you've ever bought from a dispensary or or, or a, uh, a legacy person, for that matter, is actually what they say it is? Mm. Just, I've, got, I've had questions several times about stuff I've gotten. Like, this can't be right. Anesthetics is complex, man. You know how dentists have to go to medical school for longer than doctors do? And that's because of an, the anesthetics that the dentists have to use, man. They only deal with the mouth, really. You know, the mouth and the throat. But they have to learn shitloads about anesthetics and how they work on people and that's why it takes them so long and why medical school is so long for a dentist apparently allegedly mm-hmm. but you know it's a complex thing man they still don't quite know how anesthetics works on people mm-hmm. he just knows that it makes people sleep and not feel and not be able to feel pain for a while 
So it's yeah. complex. Rusty, right? Rusty Nails in the chat was saying if they need to know the strain, it proves they don't know what they're talking about for, as far as cannabis. But you know what? That's a true, true statement. They really mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. what they're talking about cannabis right now. So yeah. that's the reason they're asking these questions, you know. More research needed. And again, you know, the, the problem, the reason why we have these problems in the first place is because the government are ignorant bastards and have kept this shit for illegal for too long. It's a farce, man. We need it's to true. fix things up. And we have the same problems here in the UK as well with the cannabis being illegal and causing us problems. More problems than it would cause if it was legalized. It's, it's a fucking farce. We have here coming from the UK, and this gets a little bit dark in places, everybody. So Ooh. trigger warning, <laughs> trigger warning. Uh, so I'll, I'll read the title here. A 23-year-old drove three hours, the completely unnecessary part of the title here, by the way. You know, a 23-year-old drove three hours to rob a cannabis factory and ended up beaten to death. So, yeah, this gets a little bit dark, everybody. It was completely unnecessary to say that he drove three hours. It just makes him out to be even more of a tool, really. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, we'll read through this. It says, under prohibition, and this is from vice.com as well, so they have the right kind of take by this. They get the same kind of perspective as us. You know, pro prohibition causes these problems. If it wasn't prohibited the way it is, then we wouldn't be seeing these problems. Well, under prohibition, violence around the UK's huge illegal cannabis cultivation industry is endemic as Albanian gangs expand weed farm operations to Wales. And this is another problem we have here in the UK is the Albanian gangs. Before the Albanians, it was uh, Romanians. And before the Romanians, it was Vietnamese. It's just different people coming over to the UK, starting up weed farms. And then if they're discovered growing the weed farms, they just fuck off back to their home country and we never see anything of them again. So this is just a problem which just goes round and round. It'll be somebody else in the next 10 years. It'll be a, a different fucking country. But right now, it's Albanian gangs who are growing a shitload of weed in the UK. And when you buy cannabis from the street, these are the uh, kind of gangs that you're usually funding. So grow your own, everybody. So I'll carry on with the article here. The, uh, the killing of a 23-year-old would-be cannabis burglar by three drug gang members is a continuing sign of the pernicious effects of UK weed laws, experts told Vice World News. The beating to death of, I don't know how to pronounce his name, it's Thomas. It's like Thomas without the H and it's got a Z on the end. And Wagga, a young father from Albania in Cardiff by three members of a crime gang also from Albania. So we have a young Albanian guy driven three hours to go and rob a crop from somebody who was also Albanian. What are the odds? Uh, <laughs> also from Albania is the latest deadly example of ongoing cannabis farm wars in the UK, exposed by Vice World News in 2021. The case also reveals the wholesale expansion into Wales of Albanian gangs who have already became major players in the illegal cannabis growing industry alongside the cocaine trade in England. Because English people love cocaine. We love our snow over here in the UK. In January 2021, Wagga, a specialist cannabis farm burglar, so this must have been his job, with a previous conviction for breaking into weed factories, okay, <laughs> travelled three hours in a car from London with accomplice Carl Davis and two other men after a tip-off about a three-storey illegal grow house packed with over 500 plants worth £120,000 in Newport Road, Cardiff. So he went with a couple of mates as well. Obviously, they ran off and left the friend to get beaten to death. Friends is what they, they, you can try and call them. 
but their attempt to steal the plants has thwarted because the grow out was being the grow sorry was being guided by Heisland Alage and another word with you know everybody that have trouble pronouncing these these kind of words man you know I'm really good at reading English words I'm not really good but good enough but I'm difficult with other languages so excuse me for my ignorance again one of the gang's gardeners who was asleep in one of the rooms. So they've arrived there to try and steal the plants and there was somebody asleep in the room. He raised the alarm when he was woken by the break-in, escaped and alerted other members of the gang, included Yosef Nushi and Mihal Dana, who rushed to the property to defend their crop as the burglars were wrapping up the plants in bedsheets. So what were they doing? They were wrapping them. Did they take the bedsheets with them? <laughs> you know, and then they're wrapping up the plants, not going to chop them down. It's, they must not have been ready for harvest or something. This clearly wasn't planned out properly. Wagga was stamped, kicked and beaten to death with a baseball bat and a brick by three of the men who put his body in a car before dumping it in a nearby street. Davis was left badly injured, but alive. After the assault, killers Nushi, Dana and Alej fled to Albania before being extradited back to the UK after an international manhunt carried out by South Wales police. On Tuesday, Nushi and Dana were given life sentences for murder while Alej was jailed for 10 years for manslaughter. Charges against the fourth Albanian, a teenager, alleged to have attacked Wagga and Davis were dropped due to lack of evidence. So, interesting, right? Uh, in court, Wagga's sister, Patrija described her brother's murder as brutal and said the killers dumped his body like a bag of rubbish, said Tomas, had an entire life ahead of him, including a newborn son who is now fatherless. The event that unfolded on January 28, 2021, did not warrant my brother being killed and no one deserves to have their life taken at the hands of another individual or even worse, numerous individuals. Cannabis market violence is clearly a result of cannabis prohibition, not cannabis per se, says Steve Rolls, senior policy analyst for Transform Drug Policy Foundation. We simply don't see producers and retailers in legal cannabis markets being beaten to death, just as we don't see rival brewers or tobacconists killing each other. In October, two cannabis farm burglars were jailed for life after stabbing 21-year-old Albanian. Again, Albanian, it's like the, there's a gang war going on right now in the UK between Albanian gangs, man, because of the prohibition of cannabis. It's a fucking farce. Uh, a 21-year-old Albanian, Renato Gecci, to death while attempting to steal £100,000 of drugs from a house in West London in 2021. Police in Wales are increasingly finding cannabis farms run by organised crime groups from Albania. Last, three, last month, three Albanian nationals who took selfies in front of plants and holding wads of cash to their ears like phones were sentenced to three years after they were convicted of running a cannabis farm in a house in Neath near Swansea. Two weeks earlier, another Albanian who said he had been trafficked in the back of a lorry and coerced into working in the weed factory after his family had been threatened back home, was arrested at a house in Bridgend in November, and an Albanian man was arrested after a suburban house containing 250 weeds plants was found in a village near Cardiff. So, yeah, that, that's about enough of this news article. I'm sure it goes on, but you, you get the gist of it. What the no, fuck is going no. on, man? What Are we still going to be dealing with this shit here in the UK? It, it's absolute fucking farce. We need to legalise and properly control this shit so people are not being beaten to death on the streets of the fucking uk man 
what the fuck? Well, Sorry, it bubble. sounded like sounded like this burglary was uh, they were. I don't know, but they're wrapping stuff up in bed sheets. I'm thinking, okay, they chopped the plants down, whether they were ready or not. They're going to steal this stuff, go dry it and sell it because ready or not, it's mine now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, mm. it's again, another case of shit weed getting out from the black market, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. It is, man. It is. And as, we, as it said in that article there, this wouldn't be happening if it was properly regulated. No, it wouldn't. You know, I mean, gang warfare does happen. A Stonewall put there in the in the chat. That's just gang related. It's not related to prohibition, in my opinion. They they wouldn't have this kind of market if it wasn't for prohibition. You know, if it they would be doing something else. You wouldn't have the Albanian gangs competing for this grow if, if it was legal and everybody could do it. Mm -hmm. No, it wouldn't be a special deal anymore. It's just shocking, man. I mean, do you get that shit in Canada, Marge? <laughs> no no we don't <laughs> and it's legal over there the albanians mm -hmm. aren't shooting each other no not that i'm aware of anyway but mm. what do you think tg do, do you get any of this kind of trouble over there no well i don't know probably in <laughs> some certain cases but no now it's more just like the legal people narking on each other for not following the fucking advertising rules and shit Mm -hmm. <laughs> different kind of gang warfare yeah yeah, yeah. Like capitalism <laughs> but yeah uh, no but well, you know, i don't it, know i mean the bikers they still run a lot of shit i know in like the west true. coast and down in like the you know the, the traditional areas in the port of like montreal and the st lawrence river kind mm -hmm. of area um so probably there's still shit going on i just I don't know. I'm not yeah, really it's going to be a massive reduction in it compared to what they used to be, though. I'm sure. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you'd still do hear about shootings and stuff occasionally, especially in, in like BC. But uh, I don't know. Uh, um, again, I'm uh, far away from that shit. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you got five home growers here. You know, we don't usually do much with the legacy market. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So this is just another reason why you should be growing your own shit, man. In, just try and stay away from that market altogether if you can it's just dodgy you have to go and put yourself in dodgy situations you don't know where the money's going at the end of the day mm -hmm. who's, who it's funding yeah and it's tragic man that a 23 year old guy has to be beaten to death in this way it's it shouldn't have happened in the first place man although no. to me it just sounds like a lesson in fuck around and finding out yeah like, you know you know that graph you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's le level eight fucking <laughs> yes. around level eight found out mm -hmm. yeah that's mm -hmm. so good <laughs> but yeah it's yeah, a shame it it's a shame but still kind of, kind of weird in that story you know reading the part about well his sister stood up in court and was defending him in, in court and going like but yeah wasn't he breaking into a grow house and trying to steal steal weed I understand. Yeah. Don't talk that way dead. about the dead monkey. He was an upstanding should, pillar of the he community. He did. He didn't deserve to die, but he wasn't a saint. <laughs> exactly. He didn't deserve to die, man. Nobody deserves that shit. But, you know, fuck around, find out, man. Don't go fucking burgling people's weed farms. And he drove three hours to do it as well. It's not like he was there by accident. You know, he, he, planned, yeah, he had lots of time to think about that. He knew the consequences when he stepped yeah. inside the fucking house. That was going to, if you good. got caught, you think they're going to slap you on your wrist and send you on your way? Well, he'd been convicted before of weed burglary, you know, mm -hmm. so he was a specialist. Mm -hmm. My gosh. Oh, let's do it again. Yeah. Well, when as you Bobo have said. A job description, you're going to have a few hazards in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm a weed burglar. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. So yeah, there ain't, you know, ain't it, too many ain't too many home groomers getting beaten to death, is there? Like, mm, let's be honest. But it does happen, man. We have seen oh. articles of that as well in the past. It's just crazy yeah. out there. And that's the, this is why it's important. You grow your own and you keep your fucking mouth shut. No, Nobody is going to come to your house looking for it. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut, man. Follow the free walls. Don't else. sell. Don't sell. Cover the smell. Nobody needs to know. Just do your thing. But tragic, you know? Let, let's mm. uh, try. If we can get shit regulated properly, I'm sure this wouldn't happen as much as it does. And we're just going to keep seeing a rise in this until the law changes. So it'd bounce, it'd bounce, Mackie. It'd be, you know, wouldn't it be cocaine? It'd be. Yeah, and people trafficking will be know. the next one. But. You know, right. That's what they all go to after cannabis gets shut down. But it's still, it's a dent, isn't it? It's a reduction in it, and that's what we want to see. Stone Wolf mm. said, Jim ran away. It's like, yeah, his friends ran away, obviously. It's like, oh, shit, run. <laughs> and you just left your friend to get beaten to get deaf. Yeah. Nice one, lads. It's but like anyway. when, you, when you go scuba diving and you see a shark, so you stab your friend in the leg and swim off. <laughs> yeah. It's the only <laughs> way to survive. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're Sorry, bro. Okay, I'm not going swimming down there next time. I, you know I mean, I it's, it's like they didn't hit him with the brick. His friend threw it at him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Tomas. <laughs> oh, shit, savage. Sorry, everybody. Don't mean to be savage. Mm. His bubble hawk is encouraging me. Very bad. But <laughs> sorry. Yes. The moral of the story, fuck around, find out. Legalize. Anyway, what should we do next? <laughs> Did you want to do your new story next, Marge? You want to take yours? Yeah, sure. Uh, this one uh, you might find a little more uplifting than, than yours, Mackie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one in five people who are ditching alcohol for dry January say they're using cannabis as an alternative study find or survey finds. And this article is chock full of interesting surveys. So please enjoy. And as somebody might, I don't know about everybody listening or the rest of you guys, I am doing a dry January myself. So this nice. seems quite timely. Conformist. well yeah maybe but my liver is saying thank you thank you marge (laughs) so one in five people who are abstaining from alcohol as part of dry january say they're using cannabis as an alternative to help them get through the month according to a new study while most observers they're saying 33 percent of the month-long alcohol break say they're not replacing booze with anyone or anything or anyone uh, 21% say that they're opting for cannabis and CBD products. This poll from Civic Science has found, and I don't know if you all can see that, but there is a poll. Some people are using, cannabis is coming in at 21%. Some people are opting for non-alcoholic, alcohol-free beverages, or 20% are also doing soda, seltzer water products, or kombucha, which I thought was kind of interesting because I thought kombucha had small amounts of alcohol in it. Uh, correct me I if I'm wrong, but does. yeah, I think I a, that's hard kombucha. I think you can get it with, without. Right. Well, some people are using that as an, as an alternative. So that's, yeah. uh, that's what some people are doing, but yeah, 21% of the people are using cannabis as an alternative. So I guess that would be sort of like California sober, but marijuana and cannabinoid are can and cannabinoids are the most common alternative with more people saying they're using substances instead of alcohol this month which I thought was kind of interesting because they're just saying substances instead of alcohol, then opted for non-alcoholic beverages. Okay. I already went through that. Sorry. Um, Young people are the most likely to say that they're consuming cannabis over alcohol with 34% of those for ages 20 to 24 getting high while going dry. 
compared to 24% of those 25 to 34 and 22% of those 35 to 54, which would be my particular age bracket and 9% of those 55 and older. So it seems like the youngins are the ones who are really going for the uh, getting high while going dry. That's kind of catchy. Gotcha. Uh, the results of the survey, which involved interviews with 938 people from January 6th to 11th, reflect a broader substitution trend that's been identified in multiple polls and studies over recent years. As more states move to legalize cannabis, more people are choosing to use cannabis over alcohol, as well as certain prescription drugs like opioids. And part of the reason for this trend appears to be related to the perceived dangerousness of various intoxicants, with most Americans saying that they believe cannabis is safer than alcohol and tobacco, mm -hmm. as one survey released in October found. So that means the minds are changing, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Finally. Yes. A separate poll released last year also found that more Americans now openly admit that they smoke cannabis or eat cannabis-infused edibles, yay edibles, then they've smoked cigarettes in the past week. So people are doing, are smoking less, fewer cigarettes, smoking more weed. That's good. Yes, also good. Mm -hmm. The uh, toll on that on health and the healthcare system is, is well known. More than twice as many Americans think that cannabis has a positive impact on consumers and society at large than say the same about alcohol, according wow. to that Gallup survey data. And I mean, preaching to the converted here, I think we would all agree with that, but it's just interesting that more of the general public is starting to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. That's generally consistent with the results of another poll released last year, showing that more Americans think that it would be good if people switched to cannabis and dressed, drank less alcohol compared to those who think that the sub substance substitution would be bad. Another federally funded survey Shows the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> a federally funded study that was published last week also determined that people living in states that have legalized marijuana for adult use are less likely to experience alcohol use disorder compared to those in prohibitionist states, which I think we can all agree is a good thing. So it, a federal, and that's a federally funded study. So I don't mm, know if it mm -hmm. might be a step in the right direction towards getting federal legalization in the US. Mm. Um, the substitution effect can also be observed through an economic lens. For example, Colorado and Washington state both took in more revenue from marijuana sales than either from alcohol or cigarettes in the fiscal year 2022, according from a report in the tax policy center. So it's good for tax revenues. They're finding the same in Arizona, it looks like. Massachusetts is also collecting more tax revenue from marijuana than alcohol. Illinois also saw cannabis taxes beat out booze for the first time in 2021. Yeah. So it really looks like uh, the places where it's legal, it's really starting to uh, be noticeable. Like when they're bringing in more tax revenue for, for cannabis than they are for alcohol and cigarettes, I think that's pretty significant. Um, that's the kind of stuff yeah. that they can actually the lawmakers will start listening to that but you know is right. it because they're taxing cannabis more or is cannabis being used more hmm. well that's a good um, that is a good point but i feel like alcohol and cigarettes i don't know about down there but in canada they're both pretty heavily taxed as well yeah, yeah. so there i think they'd be a pretty fair comparison um 
So advocates and stakeholders have touted these data points. Not only do they underscore the economic opportunity of legalization, but the hope is that by providing regulated access to cannabis, that means that fewer people will use more dangerous drugs like alcohol, tobacco, and certain prescription medications. Wow. Look at that line right. there. You know, fewer people use more dangerous drugs like alcohol, right. tobacco. It's like they, they are just accepting that but cannabis is less dangerous then alcohol, right. tobacco, and certain prescription medications. It's like, damn. Yeah. And, and, and there's more. Mm. About one in three chronic pain patients report using marijuana as a treatment option. And most of that group has used cannabis as a substitute for other pain medications, including opioids. And this is a recent study published by the American Medical Association. Wow. And another study that they did that found a state-level medical marijuana legalization is associated with significant decrease in opioid prescription and use among certain cancer patients. Wow. Um, I think that's pretty much the gist of it. Let's see, there is a study released in September similarly found that giving people access to legal medical cannabis can help patients reduce their use of opioids or cease use of them altogether. And it looks like the pharmaceutical industry is taking a serious economic hit after some states have legalized. So Boo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a shame. Well, what a I shame. I, you know what? I feel like they'll make it up in some we're never going to get rid of the pharmaceutical companies. They there is, you know, they do have but there was some play, big but... thing released over the last couple of years that made them a fuckload of money anyway. So I'm sure they've made up for it in right, other ways. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're, you know, making a little less money on the opioids, but there's still certain things they're making money on. So yes, yes. Anyway, but we won't like... say what they are because you know. <laughs> Uh, YouTube. That's basically <laughs> the gist of this particular article, but and it started out with just like people using cannabis to help get through a dry January. But I thought it was interesting because a lot of these surveys that have come out in the last year are super positive as far yeah, as, mm. as the way people are looking at cannabis in the in the US in particular. Yeah, that was all good. That's a good article. That is a lot of good shit in there. Yeah. It seems to be cyclic in the US the way people look at cannabis, like we'll get Oh, a month or two here where the, the proponents will have a lot of good stories on it. Then all of a sudden you'll get the, the anti-crowd will have to come in and hit us with a bunch of negatives to kind of fight back. It's cyclic, crazy cyclic for that reason. So political. Mm -hmm. March is a calming voice, or am I just very high? Both, <laughs> Phil, both. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great article, man. Uh, very yeah. good choice there, well, March. You always I bring us good news. That's what I'm trying to do. You guys bring all the bad <laughs> shit. So I'm trying to bring yeah. some happiness. My article wasn't so bad. It was full of justice. <laughs> right. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Street justice. Savage. You know what I mean? not too bad. But you, got, you want to do yours, TJ? You want to move on to yours? Yeah. Sweet. It's like a pretty obvious one, but it's nice that, you know, people are talking about this now. Um, so the title is BC releases what we heard report on cannabis consumption spaces. BC is British Columbia for those that are unaware, the westernmost province. And generally what people think is the uh, Kootenays are like the Mendocino County of Canada kind of thing. So, you know, obviously out there, they kind of have it together a little bit more than the rest of Canada. But yeah, this uh, article is written by David Brown from StratCan. 
And uh, yeah, it goes on to say, BC has released their What We Heard report based on a 2022 survey exploring the possibility of cannabis consumption spaces. So, you know, a bar mm. for weed, basically. Mm. Um, the survey, conducted both online and via telephone, showed high levels of support, pun not intended, for consumption spaces <laughs> from cannabis consumers, as well as concerns with the potential for co-location of cannabis with alcohol and impaired driving. So that's good. High levels. Um, in total, 61% of telephone survey respondents and 34% of online survey respondents said they supported cannabis consumption spaces. The report also notes that it's possible that the different rates of support health had to do with self-selection bias, with telephone sampling being random, while online surveys could have been more targeted. Younger people were also more likely to support cannabis consumption spaces than older Canadians. Uh, feedback from this survey will help to inform decisions by the provincial government on if it will allow cannabis consumption spaces, and if so, how this could be accomplished. Uh, while many often think of smoking or vape lounges, the province defines cannabis consumption spaces more broadly to include cannabis-specific consumption locations, consumption at festivals or other events, or even cannabis consumption in, quote, non-cannabis primary spaces. Um, due to laws that prevent smoking and vaping indoors, such spaces are not being considered. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. This is something which I, because smoking indoors is illegal here in the UK. So mm -hmm. the, it just makes things difficult when it comes to you know, opening coffee shops. I know we're not legal here yet, but it will happen eventually. And then we well, will want consumption lounges. And it's just, that's going to make things difficult. Sorry, there is there are loopholes though i mean i don't know if you have them in the uk but we have cigar bars or cigar lounges here that you actually can go buy a cigar and sit in, in the gar, cigar lounge and smoke your cigar so i mean by thinking about that substitute tobacco for cannabis and that's basically what we're looking for a place you can go buy good cannabis and then enjoy it at the same place yeah so what's, right. what's the big deal mm -hmm. there you know mm -hmm. i mean if we can do it with cigars why can't we do this with cannabis yeah, and everybody's a willing participant. It's just you'd have to have the, the staff area somewhere else where you can't smoke around the staff, then that would be fair, you know, and then you go in. In some places in Amsterdam, I think the Bulldog Cafe is one of the places they have, uh, like, sealed-off rooms where people go in yeah. there to consume cannabis. And some of those places, because, you know, a lot of British people go there, British people mix tobacco with their ganja, and usually, mm -hmm. you know, not all of them, but a lot of them do. So there needs to be a separate place for tobacco smokers and cannabis and weed smokers. And it, they're all yeah. divided up like that. So there's a way out of it. Sorry, TG. No, no, that's all good points. Um, yeah. So BC sought public feedback earlier last year on what cannabis consumption spaces might look like in the province. Health and safety are utmost, our utmost priorities as we consider how provincial cannabis policies could evolve. Mike Farnworth, Minister of Public Safety and Solicitor General. Uh, said this report provides valuable insights into the people in BC's perspective on cannabis and will help guide our work to support a strong diverse and safe legal cannabis sector across the province most survey respondents who said they use cannabis also said they were in support of consumption spaces as were cannabis retailers producers and industry associations who provided written submissions which makes sense like it's the kind of the biggest thing here in Canada in my opinion that is missing in terms of you know, you, you come here as a tourist thing or even and you buy your stuff and, uh, you know, certain places, certain provinces, you can walk around in the public and smoke it. But it's like that's not mm -hmm. ideal. 
and uh in certain places like in my home province in saskatchewan you can't do that so you buy it and hopefully you have a friend you can go to their private property that they've said you can smoke it and smoke it there but you know you can smoke it like nobody gives a shit but again it's like as a tourist you don't just come to another country generally and be like fuck the laws kind of thing right like, <laughs> you don't. some people do but like no that makes it's sense. like it it's a bit more any americans over there do you yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. True. I, I, I know what you mean, but like the drug laws, it's like yeah, people are, are kind of careful, kind of. I don't know, maybe not here. I, I don't know. Maybe no, I, I understand what you're saying, because same thing happens when we go to, to neighboring states that are uh, recreationally legal. You can't yeah. have a cons consumption space. So at night, if I want to go smoke a joint before I go to bed, it's literally take the joint, walk around the block, two or two yeah. or three blocks and smoke it while you're walking passing yeah. it very clandestinely back and forth to each other. Not that we're worried about getting arrested and going to jail. We're trying not to offend anyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's, it's the only just... option we have. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I don't remember where I was or why I started doing, talking about something else there. Okay. <laughs> Non-cannabis consumers, as well as some public health and safety organizations, however, and local governments were not overall not supportive of such spaces. In total 730 people took part in the telephone survey, while 15,362 people completed the online survey, and 66 individuals and businesses and organizations provided written submissions. So 730, BC is a big province, that's not very many people. I always like, hate, you know, the small sample size of these things that then represent mm -hmm. the entire population, but because I've never been surveyed, and I, I can tell you what I would say about this shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Exploring the feasibility. Oh, no, sorry. So we could all tell you what you think about this shit. I mean, yeah, my my property <laughs> is a cannabis consumption space. So yes. <laughs> uh, exploring the feasibility of cannabis consumption space is another way BC is working to support the success of the industry, said Brittany Anderson, parliamentary secretary for tourism. With the recent introduction of a license for farm gate sales, the understanding understanding public opinion on cannabis related hospitality and agritourism activities is a practical next step. Feedback in this report will play an important role in the development of provincial policies. Um, and then just quickly, there's a, just a bit about co-location with alcohol. Uh, being able to purchase and consume cannabis products like edibles and beverages in locations where alcohol is also sold and consumed was a contentious subject. Among those who responded to the telephone survey, 42% had supported such a model, while 41% opposed. In the online survey, 64% opposed well, only 32% supported it. And those who can use cannabis were more likely to support co-location. Um, concerns with dual consumption and intoxication were among the chief concerns from public health officials who opposed the co-location model, while most cannabis industry-affiliated organizations were supportive of co-location. Um, there's no expected timeline for the province's next steps on any possible regulations on this these cannabis consumption spaces and the full report is available at that link at the end of the story yep so at the with booze you know like i think i like i'm all about you know leaving it up to everybody to be responsible but you know if you've ever been to the bar people generally yes. don't well i don't know don't be alcohol kind of doesn't entail responsibility in a lot of the cases so I personally don't like being around, you know, people who are just destroyed drunk and like, you know, you don't have not that doesn't imply if there's booze there, you're going to get shit faced. But drinking booze and smoking weed is like, it's not a, you know, I, I don't recommend it personally. Mm 
the effects are not like great um yeah mixing the two together that's seriously fucked yeah up. like mm-hmm. and yeah again like just the being around the booze environment and the weed environment they're not really the the same kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't I don't know. Maybe no, yeah, they're no, they're not special events like they're talking about. Like I can understand the colocation. Yeah. Well, that kind of thing. I I guess I'm thinking more of like a store or something. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah, because it'd be nice to give options to people for both. It'd be interesting to see which performs better. <laughs> really. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to have. You know, you go to like, you know, we have a dragon boat festival or something down by the river here, and there's like the mm-hmm. beer gardens, and then have another tent with the weed gardens, like. How would those crowds interact and stuff? I, I don't know. Would, Which is interesting people... that you mentioned. The music Dragon would Ball, be different, because... don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for cancer, right? And uh, well, you know, maybe I, I don't know why I said Dragon, but we do have that festival, yeah. but I don't think there's beer gardens there, actually. So oh, okay. <laughs> maybe <laughs> there is maybe. Some, <laughs> some kind of festival down yeah. by someplace that's good. And, and just to make sure that everybody knows what we're talking about, they're having one beer and a joint, that's cool. You can chill out yeah. nicely, yeah, a nice yeah. little vibe off that. But if you if you go out on the town, get wasted, and you stumble back into your house, and you're really drunk, and then you roll up a fat split and smoke that, you're, you're probably going to be sick. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like, Fall asleep again. in recovery position, just in case. Absolutely. <laughs> not, not ideal. I don't know, because... We can all agree we we're okay, but like we all know that probably there's going to be that guy, and when that guy does come in, what like what is the appropriate measures that should or should not be taken, and should mm-hmm. we? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. should weed people have to deal with that or wanted? Like, I don't know. I, I yeah, true, true. I just uh, yeah, it's it's a fairly new conversation, I suppose, that I really haven't thought too much about. But yeah, very true. It's like if they, oh, yeah. if somebody turns into a bar and they're too drunk, the bar can turn them away be like right. sorry you've drank too much can a cannabis consuming lounge do the same thing yeah hmm. i'm the type of person i can't drink more than like maybe two like because i'm my, my stomach is fucked and beer. i i just no. don't like being drunk really so i like yeah, the taste yeah. of the beer with, with a joint i don't know the taste the taste is is enhanced by the cannabis so sure. i enjoy a, a you know a good high quality flavorful beer with with a joint no Man, problem there was this wheat beer which i used to drink called lef and it's real nice when well, it was real nice. And I used to drink it with a joint all the time. And it's fucking delicious, man. They both went together really well. Mm-hmm. And then when I quit smoking, uh, it, like a couple of weeks after I quit smoking, I went out, got some left. I thought I'd drink myself some of this good shit, which I enjoy. And it fucking tasted like shoes, man. It just it <laughs> just was not the same. It was once I, it, you needed the joint to go with it to make it taste the way I enjoyed it without a spliff. There was no way I was drinking that shit. It was well, nasty. Hops and, so. and cannabis are related. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of the reason they go well together. That's right. Just be careful mm-hmm. with your consumption. Don't take the piss. And, you know, yeah, comes right. down. <laughs> comes down, down, down here. We have places down here like hookah bars. And why the hell couldn't you have cannabis in the same situation? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'd love to play like a pinball bar, you know, like like video game bars. We have those shit here. And mm-hmm. like, rip fucking joints, play Mario Kart. and you know what I'm saying that'd be fucking Fuck cool, man. Nice. Yeah. Or bowling. Bowling yeah. would be good. Bowling with a bowl. Yeah. Bowling, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. 
like, a, big sounds like, like a Las Vegas consumption lounge or something. As I'm hearing here, you know, bowling and pinball and everything else. It sounds like a Will Ferrell movie or something. Just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not darts and axes, maybe. I don't know. Mm, no, mm. Axe, no axe throwing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do have one more story we should move on to, and that's from Bubble Hawk way down under. And it's another good story, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, maybe not for cannabis consumers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So this one comes out of Queensland. Um, so Queensland Lambert members call for adult use legalization, but party leaders remain unmoved. Uh, members of Queensland's Labor Party have called for the legalisation of recreational cannabis, but the state government remains opposed to the move. Uh, Brisbane's Times reported uh, members decided to update policy platform at the party state conference late last year, but only finalised and released the details recently. <clears throat> as well as legalising small quantities of cannabis for personal use, the document urged the Labor government to adopt a harm reduction approach to drug use in the state and undertake a full review of its law enforcement strategy. However, the government said it has no plans to act on any of the suggested forms. Surprise, surprise. While all party members are able to vote on the policy platform, it is not binding on the government to implement it when in power. Democracy! Yeah. You know, yeah. That's what we don't call it, yeah. Fucking ridiculous, is, man. That's what the, I the thing is, the, the thing with this sort of, and the reason I picked this one, and, and I know it's quite short, but at the end of the day, this is this is what's been happening consistently across the board down here. Is we, you know, <clears throat> the government comes out and goes, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do a an in depth investigation into it. We're gonna do a, a massive study, and then um, and then we'll go from there once we get uh, recommendations." They get all these recommendations, and they're like, "Oh, no, 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 no." Yeah, no, no don't no, listen no, anyway. So, what's that. the fucking yeah. point? Ridiculous, uh, man. You know. Yeah, so I, I think it's just one. Of the, that's why I, you know, it, it's it's not just Queensland. Um, we've seen it in New South Wales, seen it in Victoria. Um, I think I covered one last year about it happening in WA as well. So, but well, we've seen similar shit in the UK as well, mate, where they tell the government that you know this should be classified at a different class of drugs, and they were like, "Oh, we don't like what you say. You're fired." Yeah, you know? yeah, mm. we'll just find someone who'll sell us what we want. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so which is which is sad as, as you know, considering all the um the headway we've made so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, we you know, New South Wales has a, an election coming up, and um, since the, the current incumbent leader uh had a, a story come out about him wearing a, a Nazi uniform at his 21st birthday party, we're not expecting him to get in again, so um. <laughs> So look, and we've got you know we we've had a big push this year with uh, the the Cannabis Australia Party. So we'll mm-hmm. see we'll see what happens. But we I think we need people to obviously get up, get out, and um and do their thing. And um you know we'll we'll see. The uh, struggle is real, the, man. The struggle is real. Yeah, yeah. Still, it's twenty twenty three, and it's still the same old shit. I'm sorry, mm. guys. <laughs> is what it is, unfortunately. Indeed. But, you know, good things for high and homegrown are happening here in 2023. Been on a good grind. We'll, you know, we'll cover some forum news here. I've been on the grind, getting loads of cool-ass interviews in for everybody. So yeah. and I'll tell you which ones we've got coming up in a second. But as you might know, next week we have the episode about worm farming. And we're going to discuss 
building worm farms and how to maintain a worm farm and things like that. A few months ago, back in 2022, we had uh, Captain Matt from Captain Matt's Worms, a YouTube channel. Really nice guy. Uh, he's from New York. Got shitloads of worms. Runs a massive worm farm. He was on the show. And I reached out to him and said, yo, next week we're going to do an episode about worm farming. Would you be able to join us? And he was like, fuck yeah. So next week on the Grow Guide section of next week's show, he's going to be joining us specifically to talk with us about worm farming and shit like that. So that's going to be super cool, man. Looking forward to speaking to Captain Matt again. So just so you all know, make sure you join us next week because Captain Matt's going to be here with us as well. Uh, Not for the news, just for the uh, Grow Guides. So yeah, man, it's very cool. And he, he was very happy as well. He's got some um, he's got some courses coming up very soon, which you're going to be able to go and sign up to his website and learn some stuff via a course. Uh, and he'll tell us more about that soon. It's not really up and running yet, but it will be soon. And when it does get up fully up and running, we'll get him on for an interview so we can find out all about it. But next week, one Farms, everybody. Come and join us. Mm. Uh, and he's then, such a positive person. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he's a real nice guy, man. Real nice guy. He's got like three million worms. Yeah, but every time we talk to him, or the last time we talked to him, it's just everything he was saying, you know, you could tell he was just the life of the party, no matter Mm -hmm. where he'd be, no matter what he was talking about, it was just passion. Yeah, because I seen his uh, YouTube channel, because we we have worms and we learn stuff from him, and it was like, I I should message him, but this, this old fella, he's probably not really into the cannabis. And then when I messaged him, it's like, yeah, I got a few plants in my garden and shit. Like, oh, right. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, man, real cool guy. Down to earth. Everybody loves Captain Matt. So make sure you join us for next week's Grow Guys to come and chat with him, everybody. And then for the interviews, we have uh, a list here for you, everybody. And if you are a patron or a YouTube member, then you'll be able to watch these interviews live. But they will all be sent out for download as well you're going to be able to download all of these episodes in the near future we have tad hassey coming along on the 17th and he's going to be talking about kiss organics organics in general but also his dope history podcast so chad westport will also be joining us for the later half of that interview it'll be tad for a while first and then it will be chad and tad coming to talk about the dope history podcast which they've recently released and there are episodes out there now so you can go find them and download them if you wanted to uh, we also have the High Ladies. They have a new season on their podcast. So they're coming to talk about that on the 19th of January. So, you know, we'd like to get other podcasters on here. It's like a big community. We like to share the listeners. So everybody go and check out Tad's podcast and the High Ladies podcast if you haven't done that already. Then, as some of you might know, in Ireland, uh, Gino Kenny has recently released his bill. So on the 24th of January, Gino Kenny is coming back onto the show to let us know what's in the bill, what's what, what it's all about, what he expects to be happening with the bill in the near future. So we're going to get all the information from Gino himself. Uh, then on the 26th, we have Queen of the Sun, who is the other half of Jordan Rivers Soil Masterclass. And they go around the USA uh, doing classes on soil and how to build your own soil, how to make your soil healthy, all that kind of stuff. And she's coming to join us on the 26th. Then Jorge Cervantes is coming back on January 31st. Where we're going to talk about his book, how what his book is doing. And, you know, just have a general conversation with Jorge. This is what we do. Just sit down, session with Jorge Cervantes. We do enjoy it. So he's coming on the 31st. Uh, Tommy Chong <clears throat> needs no introduction. We all know Tommy Chong. He's coming on the 3rd of February. Uh, And then we have Daniel McQueen, who is an author about psychedelic cannabis. He's coming on the 7th of February. 
And on the 9th of February, remember Lizzie Post, everybody, or you, about the book, the cannabis etiquette and things like that. Absolutely she came on the show. remember Lizzie, yes. Mm-hmm. She's coming back on the 9th of February to come and tell us about uh, the update to her etiquette book because she's the great-great-granddaughter of Emily Post who wrote a book about etiquette. And now they've added a new section about cannabis etiquette into that book, which Lizzie wrote. So we're going to be speaking to Lizzie about the update of the book. She was a super cool guest. Yes. You don't want to miss that one. That's a good one. And then they're all good, though. They're all good. good. We've got some good, good ass interviews lined up, man. Every one of them. What am I saying? They're all damn good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the last one we have lined up right now, but there is more coming. So stay tuned, everybody. We have uh, Nikki and Swami are coming back to speak to us on the 28th of February. That's at the end of the month. So lots and lots going on, everybody. Yeah. So and there's going to be more as well. You know, there's a big interview which we've been trying to line up for a long time now. You know who it is with, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this show regularly, you know who it is with. And I had an email from him at the end of last week. It was like on Friday. It's like, okay, Percy, let's do this next next week. 10 a.m. Good for you. I'm like, yeah, 10 a.m. is cool. So, but I don't have a day yet. As soon as I have a day, it's done. Sometime next week, oh 10 a.m. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what time it is. I'm not arguing. 10 a.m. is fine, bro. What day? <laughs> so as soon as he comes back to me and he tells me what day it is, that interview is going to go up live. So make sure you have the notifications set. Make sure you, you keep an eye on all the sections because hopefully that big interview we've been talking about for a long time is going to be happening next week. So I think that's everything. Anything else to add here? Any more news? Marge, any news to share about Bite Me? Anything to add? Uh, no, I'm just always... Well, actually, I do have a couple secret projects I'm working on, but then I'm not ready really to talk about them yet. But They're as always, new episodes come out every Thursday on your favorite podcast platform, so check it out. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you are a listener of High and Homegrown, you should also be a listener of Bite Me. So make sure you go and support yes. Marjorie's podcast and subscribe, download those episodes. What about you, TG? Anything over on Temple Growing? Got anything going on? Mm, not really, no. Just looking through some seeds and genetics right now. You had uh, some new seeds come in this week, didn't you? Uh, well, I popped some new seeds from... Uh, I'm doing some Sunshine Pilgrim from White Buffalo seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of a boutique, haze-centric breeders uh, out of Canada here. Yes. I highly recommend if anybody's interested in that line of things to check them out but uh yeah i'm super pumped for uh to see what's in in Sweet. these beans oh yeah and uh i'm doing more updates to the high on homegrown.com website you can go there and download loads of interviews now all on one page so just head there go to the interviews page and you'll see all of the interviews you can just click there and download them all from itunes or spotify and i'm also doing that for the grow guides as well so go and check that out it's going to take me a few more days to do that whole section of the grow guides because there's so many of them and it needs a little bit more writing but uh that should be done within the next week as well so it's going to be fully updated on the high and home website so check that shit out too that is everything isn't it So there we go, everybody. There's not really much for me to add after the end of the episode there. I pretty much summed everything up. But if you want to listen to any of those interviews which we listed over there at the end of the show, then become a patron over at patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room. And you can become a patron for as little as 420 a month. And you'll be added to 
the special section for VIPs in the Discord server. And you will also be added to the VIP section on Percy's Grow Room as well, where you'll get all the links to all these interviews that we're doing. So if you want to catch us for any of those live and the future ones as well, and you'll also be able to see all the links to the old episodes as well. So there's loads of previous interviews that we've done that you'll be able to see. So if you want to support the show and see all of these awesome interviews that we have, then become a patron. It's uh, real cheap and it's a great way to support the show. But it's not the only way to support the show. You can also help us out by sharing the podcast with a friend or on your social networks or anything like that. We're just trying to grow the amount of listeners we have to the show. So if you have somebody that you think might be interested in listening to the show, please share the show with them. We would massively appreciate that. But of course, as usual, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate every single one of you guys. And we just want to say thank you for downloading and listening to the show. As always, we appreciate it. So we'll catch you on the next one, Wednesday. Just quickly before we go, Wednesday, epic interview coming up with Chris Trump. You need to download this one. This was a real good interview. So we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview with Chris Trump. See you then, everybody. Stay high, stay safe. And we'll see you on Wednesday for the interview. Nice. Goodbye.